Good morning, my little anklets, from a very cloudy and cool London town. Today's going to be a quiet one, I hope. Lots of paperwork, lots of email clearing, yet more spreadsheets. Who knew that's what you had to do when you were an interior designer? And phone calls galore. Good afternoon, my little anklets. I have come out of the house like a butterfly emerging from its chrysalis. Actually, it's more like a prisoner just being released from jail. I've had a very busy morning at my desk, which is why I haven't been anchoring, as it were. Um, lighting plans. Lighting plans are one of the most tricky but rewarding once you've done them, things that you can do, and they are the best thing to do if you are renovating an entire property. They generally consist of where you want to put all your switches, sockets, data points, shaver points, i.e. toothbrush points. You just have to go through the normal user experience and come up with a suitable plan. But it gets a bit complicated and it's time consuming and you just need to concentrate. So I have come out for a quick breath of fresh air get that where I am and I think I'm going to get some chocolate that always cheers me up I've had various different calls so tomorrow is air conditioning man and window man and a long convoluted chat with the electrician of where everything needs to go uh, this is why everything takes so long but you just have to work with the trades they want what they want when they want it and they want it in a digestible format, their own specific format, that is, which isn't necessarily one that you've done before, especially if you're working with a new electrician like I am on this particular job. But he seems normal and on the ball, and he'll be able to answer all my questions, of which there are many. Good evening, my little anklets. What a day it has been. I've been glued to my desk and have been doing this vast electrical plan all day, which basically involves me running through my hair, sort of role-playing what each member of the family would be doing, where they would be going within the house, how are they going to use each room, staircases, lighting, plug sockets, where the furniture's going. It's been non-stop and I haven't had a chance to do anything else apart from my brief interlude to get chocolate. So that's all. I'm now I've now stopped work, the email's done, um, and we look forward to tomorrow, what fun that's going to be, where I have the air conditioning man, the window man, and the electrician, and anybody else who cares to join for a party. I feel like I should be having a party, but it won't be. So that's for tomorrow. Let's go and have a look at what's been happening on the wires. Dr. Avi. What is overcast, and does it have anything to do with the British weather? Thank you. Oh, Belinda, what do you think of the colour purple? Ah, Paul. Now, purple. Purple's a great colour, but some of the hues which I think should be used a lot more are not. So people tend to go for purple if they're feeling quite bold. Um, I know one... I know actually one woman who only dresses in purple. I'm not making this up. She only wears purple. 
Um, and there's no reason for this. I mean, she's got good colouring anyway. Um, she's got quite an olive skin, so it works quite well for her. But purple in general, it's not a popular colour. If you team it with things, then it works quite well, especially green. It's quite strange. The problem with that one is people tend to go overboard. So they'll put purple, a very strong purple, a deep purple, with a spring green, like a grass green. And it sort of ends up looking like some kind of costume or something. So you've got to be quite careful with it. I would, if you're choosing a room, I would probably go for, a, for one of the more subtle ones. I'd look at lilac, I'd look at lavender, um, maybe damson if you really want to go down for something a little bit more sludgy. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't dismiss it. Certainly not on some other things. I mean, woodwork sounds daft, doesn't it? But you can use it quite effectively on woodwork, the lighter or the darker shade. So I love it but I don't get a chance to use it. You need a very bold, certainly I need a very bold client to go for that. They don't even think about it. You don't see it in magazines, hence why people don't use it. It's very sad, but that's the way it is. Um, but Paul, the question is, do you like purple? And, and next up, hands down, is one of the funniest, <laughs> funniest call-ins I've had. Austin, you do make me laugh. This is absolute genius. Hey Belinda, it's Austin over at UX in the World here, and I just have a question to you that's been bothering me for basically my entire life. Um, there's this trend that's been going on in student housing and just housing in general where everything is beige. And I am sick of beige. I despise beige. Every time I see beige, I just think, wow, that's horrible. I hate it. Um, that's I know it's personal, but like... Beige is just such an undesirable shade. It's just like dull, it's muted, there's no spunk to it, there's no like power to it. It's just there, it's just existing, and there's really nothing more to it, and it bothers me so much, but I want to know why do people like beige? Why do people use beige? What is so great about beige? I don't get it. Please enlighten me. Make me see the ways of the beige. Austin, that was genius. Um, I'm going to have to use that. I'm going to have to use the ways of the beige. That's just fantastic. I'm going to make a blog post out of that. That was the most funniest thing. I've, I'm going to keep that. I'm keeping this call in because it's just too good. Um, the ways of the beige, where do I start? I'm not surprised you've had it for your entire life. Now, I know that you're quite young and I'm hoping it won't affect you for the rest of your life rather than just your entirety up to now. And I'm not surprised at all it's in every single student accommodation thing. It's because of one word. And it's the S word. It's safe. That's right, folks. Um, beige is the safest color that you can get. It's the equivalent of magnolia, which sort of came around sort of like in the 70s. It actually originates in the 1950s. It's certainly why when I have sort of conversations with clients about colors, I only show them the front um, of the cars, of the, of, the, of the paint charts. I don't show them the, the, the name of it because it puts people off. You can't have a color out there and say, I think you should go for beige, they will just look at you like you've got two heads. So they have to go with um, a different colour altogether, they won't choose beige, which has led all the manufacturers to do the obvious thing, and that's remarket beige. That's right, um, they remarket it, and so they call it other different things, some of which are just excellent. Fawn is what was one of my favourites for a while. They said, what's that? I said, it's beige. And they said, no, it's not. It's fawn. I'm like, for heaven's sake. Then we had biscuit. And I was like, biscuit? What type of biscuit? I mean, you know, a bourbon biscuit, because that's really chocolate. And then you think, what other kind of biscuits? And you're thinking about custard creams. And then you're thinking, yeah, that's a bit beige. And you can go on like that. And that's the point, biscuit. Then we had calico, which I thought was, well, 
you know, that was a bit bitty, really. That sort of like was like a biscuit with something in it. And then we went on to Hessian, and I thought, Hessian? And then you start looking at things. Every, single, every time someone sort of mentions a particular fabric or, or anything like that, you start thinking this is going to be the next euphemism for beige, isn't it? So I'm not surprised that when you see it, you think, as you said, what was it? Wow, that's horrible. I wish I could go into places and do that. I work with uh, quite a few elderly clients and they have a complete thing about brown and beige. It's clearly a practical thing and it's clearly a safety thing, but it needs to stop. Um, you're right, it it's, is totally muted. There is no power um, and it is the safe option. But the fact remains, the majority of people will go for it because if they're not creative like you, then they have they, they can't even think about doing anything else. They don't go out of the box. They don't think out of the box. They don't act out of the box. And so they end up buying beige. I remember watching a documentary about the founder um, and owner and leader of IKEA. Um, it's probably on YouTube somewhere around. And it followed him around for something like, I don't know, a few months or a year or so. It's never been repeated, uh, but you might find it on YouTube. And he's walking around this factory and he's, there's this young female designer and she shows him a chair or something and he says that's great whatever and it's bright red and he says you know so where are the rest and she says what do you mean and he says well where are the other colors and she says this is it it's literally it's a pillar box red and he says we need it in beige make it in beige and her face she's you know her face like fell a mile and he walked off um but this is a guy who knows his customer people want beige they want everything to match they don't want to go outside of the box anything different they want to blend 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 and if you're going to blend there is no better color than beige things got so bad with beige that everyone sort of morphed into gray which of course is hot color of the moment in fact it's hot color of the decade and it will be for some time because it's smarter it's if you can believe it, slightly edgier than beige, which wouldn't be difficult, let's face it, but it is. Um, there is no excuse for having, I think, either colour in your home unless it's teamed with something quite bright. But the problem with that is, is what do you put with beige? And what you tend to get is lots of creams. And what you tend to get is browns, of course, because it's all the warmer palettes. And what you need really to do is mix it up. And that's just it. People don't mix it up. So adding in Paul's favourite colour of purple or red or, you know, pillar box red, you know, you can add these things in, but people don't. They just want to blend. And the problem is if they don't choose the right shade, it then becomes sludgy and then it makes you feel ill. And that's a whole other game. So beige is not good. There is, there is the ways of the beige. I'd like to educate you in the right way, but there is nothing really redeeming about beige. It's safe. It's usable. No one's going to be offended by it, um, which is fantastic for these days of everything has to be politically correct. Um, so I'm afraid you're going to be stuck with it. Thank you for the fantastic call in Austin. I look forward to more. Bye. Hey, Belinda, I heard you ask Anavia about Overcast and how it, uh, he answered about how it populates a database for podcasts where you're, you're now findable there. Okay. How about this one, though? Overplay.net. Now, I know you've said that, like, you know, you're not doing a lot of maybe TV watching at home, but overplay.net allows your computer to think that it's somewhere else. You tell it what country you want to be in. I pay approximately $5 a month to use the service. I use it because I have an Amazon Prime video account, and I want to see the videos as they come out in the States. Overplay.net recommended if you ever have to get, if you ever want to see stuff somewhere else in the world, 
but are blocked from seeing it because of where you live. Overplay.net. Bernie, thank you so much. That's really interesting. The reason why um, I contacted Dr. Avi, obviously the guru of this world, um, was because I got an email, which I think is my first email that I ever have received from Anchor. In fact, I got four emails, one after the other, telling me various different things. I was now live on whatever I was on. And one of them said overcast. And now, as I was in the middle of my electric plan, I couldn't go and have a look and see what it was. And I thought, you know, what? I'm just going to ask you know, Dr. Avi, which I did. I didn't know there were all these things up there. I mean, I've I've heard of, obviously, things like Stitcher, but I haven't done anything with that either, um, at least not yet, unless that's somewhere else where I appear to be, and I don't even realise it yet, so who knows. But um, Overplay sounds actually quite interesting. I did like the way you said it. You get, it, gets, it gets your TV to think it's somewhere else. Excellent. Like, my TV is alive, um, which sometimes I think it is actually a little bit temperamental so perhaps it does think it's alive but that sounds really good no I didn't even know that there are these things out there I'm I do love technology but I don't follow enough so I don't know enough so thankfully there are um, people like you to, to sort of to, to educate me as I'm going along and obviously Dr. Avi to put up with all my strange questions um, but I'm, I will look at that. I will absolutely look at that. I'm going to have sort of like maybe like a tech afternoon and just really dive in and see see what's out there. I only wish I had the time to watch some TV, but that could be quite funny to actually see some overseas stuff. Um, are there any countries that banned? I mean, I mean, obviously you can't watch some things. I wouldn't have thought they wouldn't allow you to. Or is it is it just sort of wildly illegal? Um, let me know on the QT. Thanks, Bernie. Now, the lovely Abby is going to a conference, and the conference is called Pantones and Palettes, which, of course, are two references to colour. And as soon as I heard her say that she was going, I said, ah! and then she's, and she was talking away to Anchor, and she said, well, I'm not sure I'm going to go, and it could be very boring, and I said, I'm not having any of that. So I called in immediately and said, you have to go, because I want to know what it's like. So I think I've press-ganged the lovely Abby into this, but never mind. Hey, Belinda, thank you so much first for always listening in. Um, it's really cool to always hear your thoughts, especially when it comes to design things that I talk about. I just wanted to let you know, I'm pretty sure I'll be talking about that conference, unless it was like super boring, and then I'll just call you and be like, hey, Belinda, it was really boring. <laughs> um, but I'm, I think I'm planning on talking about it. I literally thought of it as I was speaking, like as it was recording, I was like, I should talk about that, because there'd be some people that'd be interested. So it will probably be on my station soon. Um, I've been listening into yours a little bit um it's been nuts but i've been trying to like get some time in and i heard your segment on ironing and i was like oh man i hate ironing <laughs> not that i hated the segment or anything but i heard um the one person i can't remember who it was is like an ironing expert or something i was like can he come and do all of my ironing please <laughs> um it was really cool and i plan to tune in a bit more um soon so yeah thanks for listening in and i guess you'll hear about this com conference soon <laughs> oh, Avi, um, you're going to be inundated with all sorts of stuff now. Yes, ironing. Um, you're referring to the lovely Paul, who is expert ironer and has a book in the British Museum all about it. Um, I'll send him right over. He can do all your ironing for you. Um, yes, it'd be great if you could go to a conference. Don't worry if you don't get there or can't quite cope with it. I will fully understand. But it just sounded um, right up my, st my street and probably quite a few others as well. So that would be uh, that would be good. 
it's always so difficult, isn't it, trying to find time to fit everybody's uh, bits in. But um, yes, I'm sorry you were subjected to the ironing conversation. <laughs> I'll keep listening. Speak to you soon. Bye. Belinda, you are so kind. Way too kind, actually. But you know, my website, AskGavi.com, was designed to be the answer place for tech. And that's what it's all about. That's what my business is all about. So you're getting just a small smidgen taste of what I offer my clients. And that's why I try to provide here on Anchor, just to give everybody a feel for what customer service and white glove touch means. Your tech concierge, always at your service. Happy to help anytime. And Lauren makes a very valid point there. Um, burnout. Some of us have done it. Um, it can get on top of you. I think for those of us that take everything on their shoulders um, and to a certain degree are a combination of a control freak and a detail freak, it can get a bit much. And sometimes you just don't know when to stop. I'll tell you what I've done. Um, I tell myself, literally have to tell myself not to worry about stuff. Um, then I say that I'm doing my best, to myself that is, um, and thirdly, the biggest thing that I do is I trust my instinct. If I feel that I need a break and just need to go outside and have a walk, just need to get up from my desk, just need to do something different for an afternoon, I don't care whether it's you know, going and having a look at some clothes, waltzing around a museum, sitting in a park, or just going for a hot chocolate, whatever it is, if my instinct tells me that I just need to do that, I'll do it. And I instantly feel better. Instinct is a great thing, but we, we shouldn't put too much on ourselves. Um, it's really difficult, especially when you do, as Lauren said, you have your own sort of side stuff going on that you can't do when you're looking after clients. Difficult stuff, but wise words from Lauren. I agree with Tim. I think, actually, that age is just a number I don't really feel. Um as old as I am, as it were. And frankly, I intend to live until I'm a hundred or more. I'd like to live for as long as possible to see what happens with the world. Um, so I'd be very happy to live a long life. And my grandparents uh, lived into their 90s, uh, late 90s, some of them. So I'm hoping to keep myself healthy and to stay, stay young and mobile for as long as possible.